Hi, my name is Leo WT, and you have found your way to the Conversations Podcast. Conversations exist to create spiritually-minded conversations about life. We desire to create safe space for dialogue and community. We desire to come together regularly and intentionally to generate conversations about life, belief, and the intersection of the two. Everyone is welcome at the conversation. Well, friends, I just wanted you guys to feel like Pastor Josh was here. So uh, this might be shocking to you, but my name is not Josh. Um, I'm not a very tall, lumberjack-looking, strapping young lad. Uh, But my name is Leo WT, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. I, for some of you guys, this might be the first time you're really hearing me speak. um, And for actually my whole family who's in the front row, this is probably their first time hearing me speak, which is really wild to me because I grew up in the church. Um, I come from a long line of southern evangelical pastors. I'm used to old ladies running up and down the aisle, waving a hanky. Uh, I've taken more uh, communion wafers than I could count. Um, That's something that I've done and that I've been, and I like to say that I double-fisted the Kool-Aid from a very early age, because not only was I there in church, but that was the totality of who I was, and that was how I understood myself to be called into function in the world. So I started off in the center, right? I started off in the center of things. I had a lot of privilege when I was born. I was born white. I I appeared to be straight. Um, I was a Christian. I was an American. All of these things that placed me in the center. But the irony of my story is that the closer I've moved to understanding myself and who God made me to be in this world, the further I've moved from the center. And it seems a little bit antithetical at first, but if you look at it, that story, my story, parallels the gospel story. And I'd like to tell you why. Before I get uh, really, really started into digging into our our gospel reading for today, I chose to go uh, with a passage from Luke to talk about. And I wanted to give you guys a little bit of textual history that'll help us understand what the author of Luke was saying. First, we should look at Luke's audience. Luke's audience was specifically small-town, non-urban artisans, merchant people like perhaps from Arcade New York, right? Luke's audience was that specific body. That's what the author of Luke brought to the table was a, a voice to that audience. Basically, Luke's audience was people that were on the periphery of the power structures of the day, the people that were not centered. Luke's gospel is decidedly written not to provide the validity of the gospel, which is different than the other gospels. Luke's gospel was written to help the audience understand what happened and to challenge them to think about why it happened. Luke is wanting us to pull back the layers of the context of this passage. And there are clues all throughout the text that'll tell us what Luke was getting at, right? Today, we're going to look at one of the main themes of the author of Luke. We're going to look at specifically who God revealed God's self to and the implications of that revelation. There's no parallel of Luke in Matthew, so we have to assume that logically, right, Luke is telling this story in a specific way for a specific reason to a specific people. In this story, in Luke 2.22, Mary and Joseph are bringing Jesus to the temple for the Jewish purification rite. Read circumcision. Ouch. Uh, But the foreigners, right, the the people on the periphery, 
are the ones that Jesus came to. And the foreigners are bringing their son to the temple in accordance with Jewish law. Once the, once the family arrived, there's, there's two key players in the story. And these players are Simeon and Anna. The coolest thing about Simeon and Anna is they don't have a pedigree. They don't have a long lineage. They're not these storied characters of the Bible. Their whole purpose is to be there and to be primary heralds of Jesus, of who Jesus is, and of Jesus' work. That, that to me is really interesting because Simeon and Anna didn't have history or clout or lineage or social capital. They were just average people weathered by the passing of time. Luke tells us how long they've been waiting for this Messiah. But throughout that passage of time, they're stubbornly holding on and waiting for this Messiah to come. They were ordinary people with no connection to the power structures of the day. They were regular people, but God chose to reveal God's self to them specifically through Jesus. That to me has a lot of implications. If you've, uh, if you've gone to college or if you've taken like a, a high school English class, your teachers ask you to not just to read a story, but to tell you why. That's why like if you weren't listening or you were daydreaming, you were, you were screwed because you had to not just give an answer from the book. You had to bring something forward out of your own mind. And that's what I want to do with this text today. There's a couple implications that I would like to touch on. I think it's vastly interesting that God intentionally chose to speak through and to those in the margins of society. God came and chose to reveal Jesus to the people who were not in the center of the power structures of the day. God came first to those in the margins, to those in the cheap seats, and to those in the periphery. In Jesus, God spoke to and through the margins. Also, the author of Luke wanted you to know explicitly, with no room for doubt, that Jesus was coming from a poor family. And the evidence in the text that we find is, is the offering of turtle doves. Because if you were from a rich family, if you had money or status, you'd be bringing a lamb to the temple to sacrifice. But the story and the location and the experience of the poor is the experience of Jesus from the infancy. That is incredibly countercultural when you think about power structures of the day, right? Jesus was poor and he was a foreigner and he was born of sketchy origins because like he just popped out of Mary. No one knows how, right? So Jesus is decentering um, our understandings of what faith is. And, and, and God coming to earth in the form of Jesus is challenging that notion of people who hold power in the world. The location and experience of the poor is the experience of Jesus from his very infancy. The author of Luke also found it of highest importance to make sure that the entirety, in the entire history of the world, from the beginning to end, from Alpha to Omega, it is noted that God revealed God's self to and through those who were on the periphery of society, to those who were on the margins. That speaks right to me because my journey to closer to the heart of who God made me to be and who I am to be in this world has pulled me from the center 
out to the margins, almost like that, um, that fair ride, the Gravitron, where it starts spinning really fast and it like sucks you against the wall and then someone throws up and it goes back in your face. Like, but that's been my experience with faith, right? Like I started out at what I thought was the center. And I had to do so much unlearning to be sucked back against that wall, to be pulled into the periphery, and to really find who I'm supposed to be in this world. My challenge to us today is twofold, right? Because there's different types of people in this world. There's those that come from the center, and there's those that come from the margins. So this text has to be saying something to both of us. So my challenge to us today is where may God be revealing God's self here and now? In what margins can we find God? In what voices can we hear God calling from? In arcade, in the massive dumpster fire of 2020, in the age of COVID, in the season of winter where things are passing away, in the hollow space after the holidays known as depression season, where can we find hope of creation, of birth, of transformational divinity? I want to talk to two different types of people right now. The first type of person is the person who started out in the center. Maybe that's where you were, like me. Maybe you have seen the benefit and stability that comes from being at what is perceived to be the heart of things. Leadership, social standing, cultural strongholds, social capital, maybe you've been in the center of those. But my challenge to you, if you find yourself or understand yourself to be a part of that center, is what way are you being pulled back against the walls of the Gravitron? What might God be saying to you from those who are in the margins and those who occupy that marginal periphery space? What can you hear or learn or experience or engage in that is potentially different but markedly divine? The second type of person that I want to speak to is someone like me, someone who has found themselves in the margins. I came out when I was in my junior year, uh, between my junior and senior year, year of pastoral ministry college. Not a great time to come out, arguably the worst decision, <laughs> but it led to the most freedom for me. But instantly, I was no longer gay enough for the gay people, and I was no longer Christian enough for the Christian people, I found myself to be a man with no flag. I didn't know where I belonged. I was a person on the fray, trying to retain some sense of belonging or purpose. But in that journey of authenticity, and in that process of uncovering and peeling back and chiseling away the layers of who I was told I should be to find who God made me to be, I found so much more sense and purpose. And now I happily embody the margins in every way possible. According to the nuances of this story, you in the margins, me in the margins, we are the exact place where divinity springs up. You embody the context in which God continually and passionately shows up and speaks and changes the world. You are where God chose to reveal God's self. The story of Jesus' birth and early life in Luke, it makes room for a variety of bodies and proximities to the gospel message. It makes room for every person on the spectrum 
from women to men, elders to youth, rich to poor, straight to queer. It makes room for you. That's what this story is about. In fact, it specifically makes room for the poor, disappointed, marginalized, unsuspecting foreigners in the margins. The good news of Jesus' birth is that anyone can carry the good news of God's salvation, liberation, and acceptance to others in the world. And that same good news also calls and qualifies us as well. I challenge you to let yourself find God in the margins today, both within the world and within yourselves. This has been the Conversations Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. If you have any questions or comments or just want to get involved, feel free to join the conversation on social media. You can find us at Conversations Official on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And please don't forget to rate, follow, and share this podcast. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining the conversation.